0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining me today. I am interviewing a fresh comic who's making his rounds at the open mics. Austin, you hold a special place in my heart. Let me say why. I know in this business, hard work is what it takes. And you bust your ass uh, to hit these open mics before COVID. And you've been busting your ass to do the virtual open mics. Like, I mean, everyone I've seen... You said you're going, so I'll shut up now. Um, Austin, what's up, man? Hey man, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. So I just caught back up with Austin. It's been about a year, honestly, since we talked. Um, I've been seeing you online, but I mean, since we've actually just said, Hey, what's up, you're moving.
1: Yeah. I'm moving to South Carolina. I got a job offer out there doing construction, same shit that I do now. Yes, I'll still be doing comedy. I ain't going to quit that.
0: <laughs> I would say you've gotten pretty into the Cincinnati comedy scene. In other words, you've met a lot of the comics doing the open mics and all that. So you, you know a lot of the local guys out here.
1: Yeah, i met quite a few of them. Uh, uh, I got, my majority of your, my Facebook feed is comedy.
0: I got to ask you this, and I've asked everybody I've done. Uh, this podcast with what got you started in comedy?
1: Oh uh, yeah, that's a uh, somewhat funny story. Uh, at the time I was, just, I was dating this one girl and her mom, uh, was doing comedy. Yeah. Th- that's how it started. Uh, I started at the same place you started. I was doing comedy there at Delhi high pub, uh, I, the first two mics I ever did at the pub and Legends, I didn't even write a damn joke yet. I just winged it and said some random ass shit. I remember when I got up there, that stand was set really high. I'm not that tall. I got up there like I'm not this fucking tall, I, and I didn't know how to adjust the stand yet. Someone in the background uh, is like, "It's because you're black." <laughs> I'm like, hold up, what does that have to do with anything? And I'm just. uh Saying some dumb shit. Like I'll, I'll tell you one of my terrible ass jokes. Or uh, I said it was like it, it was something like. So uh, I was driving around my my truck and I get pulled over. Cop comes up to me and says, "Do uh, you know why you got pulled over?" I was like, "No, sir, not at all." He goes, "It's because you're black." And
0: <laughs> I do remember up, that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there's so much other ways I could have went with it. I could have been like. Well, officer, just so you know, I'm half white. So where are you gonna go with this? I I got a dark. I have a dark sense of humor, so that's all I do. So if you can't handle a dark fucked up joke, I'm not your type of comedian. I've been doing comedy for like a year and a half. Started what January twenty nineteen? Yeah,
0: yeah. I guess it was. Yeah. Good lord. I got to ask you this too. Um, and we have talked about this and, and, uh, well actually, no, we'll wait for that question. Let me, let's go here. Um, so going from open mic to open mic, going, you know, to different open mics, I mean, do you get a different crowd? Uh, do you feel like it's, it's a benefit obviously to, to, to tell your joke at a different place?
1: So when I first started out, I was only 20 years old. Uh, I went as many places as that I was allowed to go uh and I'll tell you one of my favorite places uh like barwise it's called West Side Brewery hosted by Tanner Hines and uh there's a great vibe I mean you it's you doesn't you doesn't always hit like it's it's either hit or miss at that place but I love it every time I go I used to go every week before this covid but I remember uh, when I was 20 and I went to uh, the hub in OTR and the host uh, he invited me, he, he already knew my age. He said, as long as I do comedy, I can get in there. I go in there for the first time. I'm talking to him. He introduces me to the bartender and says, Hey, he's only 20 years old. Uh, let's let you know. He said that right off the bat. He told me, Austin, as soon as you uh, get on here and get off, you got to get out of here. You don't have to leave the property, but you can't be inside the bar. He's like, all right. So, he, uh, so the only benefit of that that day is he bumped me on the list. I, I would have been, like, number 26. I ended up being number seven. Oh, wow. So I did that, and then, like, maybe six months later, I returned, and I was already at 21. And I joked about that day. Guess who's back? Dallas back.
0: <laughs> right. And, well, and that goes hand-in-hand hand, what I said earlier. I mean – A lot of new comics got to realize you really, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, you really have to bust your ass in this business. I mean, you have to hit the open mics. If you really want a chance at at doing a paid gig, you got to be out there like almost (laughs) every night if you can.
1: And I'll be honest, when I first started, I didn't even know how to write a joke. I mean, I still don't, but I'm better than when I started. Nah, you're good. You're writing first. good jokes. Yeah. Now.
0: Don't say you. I, I
1: didn't. No, like I didn't write in my notebook for months. Most of that shit, I just like jotted a reminder and like came up with it on stage. I rarely ever actually write in my fucking notebook. Like right, here, I'm gonna tell you my first like big hitter. Uh, but it goes. I remember it's for ancestry.com. I'm looking at my family tree. I'm going back and back and back. I see that some of my mom's ancestors own some of my dad's ancestors. It's some bullshit.
0: (laughs) Also, how... And I mean, this is important too, especially where we're at this day and age. I mean, honestly, where we're at this day and age. And me and you had talked when you first started out about this. And, um, you know, because this is when you were really trying to figure out how to work this in your comedy, because it's been a big part of your life. You have dealt with racism. Um, oh yeah, I
1: still do. Uh, I went, when I got my stimulus check, I decided to go on a little uh, mini vacation, three day vacation to Atlanta. Uh, and like I went and visited my family. I'm not going down back down there anytime soon. Cause I found out my one cousin is racist against white people. Wow. And I I somewhat took offense to that since I'm half white and I kind of sent screenshots to her mom and shit and she tried to call me racist. I'm like, hold up. How am I the racist one?
0: You dealt with racism even growing up where you grew up. I mean, Austin grew up in Cincinnati, obviously where I'm at, but he grew up in a predominantly middle class white part of town. Right, so
1: growing up, I grew up in Delhi, born and raised, and on my street, there wasn't another black guy there besides my family uh, until years going on until almost I'm in high school. So, and I didn't meet my dad's side till I was 12. So I grew up with all these bunch of white people, and I didn't really know how to fit in. I'm, I'm just trying to do what the fuck ever. Uh, in elementary, there's like one other black person there. His name's like Corey something. Uh, middle school. Uh, I s- saw a few in different other grades, and then in high school, I remember there's just this handful of uh, black people that all stuck together, and I-, I didn't hang out with them, and they gave me shit for it because I didn't hang out with them because I didn't do the shit that they did. They did a bunch of dumb ass shit that could get them arrested. And guess what? Some of them been in jail. One of them was on Jerry Springer and I laughed my ass off when dude got his ass beat. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, It's know? funny
1: when you see someone that you went to high school with on Jerry Springer.
0: It is, it is. But you know, one thing I would never even think about is the fact that, I mean, for me on my side, it's the fact that they're, like you said, there's only a handful uh, of African-Americans that don't kills, but like you said, that you also faced issues with them.
1: Mm-hmm. It was me. I mean, there were some other mixed people in that group, but I didn't do what they did. I mean, I do have a fucked up life. My, I make jokes about it because it's real. I, I, my dad's missing. My mom's been on drugs most of my life. And I've been homeless before. Yeah, so I've been through some shit just within the last five years
0: you know and and it's been a running theme on every interview I've done um, where we get into the mental health thing because and I've told every other comedian this uh, a lot of us uh, who do comedy uh, a big reason is it's almost like our own therapy it's our way to deal with the unprocessed crap and just kind of make light of it and laugh at it. And right. I, I know, I mean, you had first talked too. And again, this is when you were first starting out, like you said, and you really weren't writing jokes. Um, but I knew then when we had just talked that, you know, there was a lot of crap you had been through. And, and I even told you then, I said, you know, you need to use that because A, the fact that you rise above your past. You know, they they always say history repeats itself, but I don't buy that. I feel that patterns repeat themselves um, until somebody breaks that pattern. And, you know, the fact that the crap you grew up around, you've been able to rise above that and do better, to me, is awesome in itself. And the fact that you can take that pain and transmute it into something funny for everybody is also awesome. How does it help you heal?
1: I like to laugh at my pain. No matter what it is, it, I will turn it into a joke. It may not be funny at first, but I will fuck with it until it is. I've had this one joke. I've told it, hit real good. Told them that it was true. They were like, oh, shit. T- like, tell them what I the joke the is. Joke.
0: Tell everybody what the joke is. All right.
1: It's a dark joke. I told, uh, how dark? I told my uncle this joke. until said it was true racist. So here it is. Me and my dad were walking the streets of Press He's a dark-skinned brother, right? It's nighttime. So I'm losing his ass. I'm like, Dad, smile. Dad, I'm looking for you. It's been four years. <laughs> I still haven't found his ass. Now the fucked up part is my dad's actually missing. Love you, Dad.
0: Yeah, and that's... And I mean, he hits people with that dose because this is true his dad is actually missing it's crazy
1: day go by, i don't think about him i just got a tattoo in honor of him
0: i dealt pretty much my whole childhood with depression um pretty bad depression too uh it wasn't till i got about uh in my 30s actually uh, when i started you know coming out of it myself and and doing the work um since you started doing the comedy do you feel it's helped you know what i mean like do you feel it's 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 been able uh, to give you a better coping mechanism with things or yeah
1: yeah it's definitely a therapy for everybody no matter who it is you step on that stage and you stick with it it's a therapy for what you need uh, i i definitely miss it Fuck this covid 19 and i know all kelly's pissed off that it's a 19 and not a fifteen. team but <laughs> we'll keep on going with that it's bullshit. I just started, work uh, before this started happening, I was just starting to work at uh, Good Bananas Comedy Club. Shout out to them. Uh, and uh, I was making good money on the weekends. It was e- easy money, and I got to watch free comedy shows. That's awesome. Uh, have, you, have you heard of the comedian Tony Woods? He's actually, he's been on Def Comedy Jam back in the 90s. Uh, he's someone that Dave Chappelle looks up to still to this day. I've seen a recent video uh, of him. Uh, thanking Tony Woods for everything he's done. Oh, wow. Tony Woods, hilarious guy. Great set. I watched him the entire weekend, and I loved every bit of it.
0: Man, and that's awesome, too, because by doing this, you're getting... Uh, are you able to meet the comics then?
1: Yes. Uh, he. Had, I met him. We had a good conversation. Uh, he actually follows me on Instagram now, and we talk every now and then.
0: So, how have the virtual open mics been you've done quite a few and compared to the traditional uh you know working a crowd that's physically in front of you how how has it felt doing the virtual open mics
1: yeah i've i've been in some and i've hosted one uh i don't like it to be honest (laughs) it's it's not the same and it's just like you're having. It's just like you're fa- uh, timing or skyping someone. It's like you're talking to that person. There is no crowd. I mean, there's just one open mic that someone does, and he has uh, a uh, a laughter machine and a pause machine. But it's, you know, it's not the same.
0: Yeah, I, I've I've kind of gotten that feedback from others as well. as, you know, it's nice to be able to to work through the material and all that, but it's it's not the same pop that you get. Uh, standing up on stage with a live audience. Have you already done some homework for the comedy scene in South Carolina?
1: Uh, I have researched like two different. I found like two different clubs that are near where I am about to move.
0: Hey Austin, if people want to look you up, want to follow you, um, why don't you go ahead and plug yourself and tell people where they can find you at?
1: So I have my own Facebook comedy page, Austin Deller. And I also am on Instagram. It's my personal account, but I have it public. It's at Deller
0: one Oh one. All right. And I'm even gonna, uh, I'll link everything into the podcast description. Uh, so people will be able to click there as well. Hey, Austin too. Um, and we had covered it before about, you know, how your race plays into your comedy and, and what you've went through. Um, I'm not going to sit there and and avoid the elephant in the room. Uh, we know what's going on right now. I mean, God love it. 2020 has been a mother. Uh, but, and it, it's sad that we're still here to win this. Uh, people don't realize this. <laughs> and, 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 you know, for me, let me say my end of it, too, because I hear a lot of people saying all lives matter on on the white end. And, yeah, all lives do matter. But right now, Black Lives Matter because this is fucking ridiculous, folks. It's 2020. We shouldn't be doing this shit. So I'll get off my yeah, soapbox. Yeah, you go ahead. Bi- I was going to say, where, what's going on with you on this? Go ahead.
1: Uh, according to the All Lives Matter, all lives don't matter until black lives do. Yeah. Uh, and how it has affected me, a biracial Guy who lives in Cincinnati. It's affected me on on sides of my family. I got cousins on my mom's side who do it, blocked me on Facebook because I support the movement. He says I support a terrorist organization. He don't understand it, the cause at all. Uh, but and he's just like showing pictures of his rebel flag. Fuck wow. him. But yeah. Then, uh, like, I'll be posting stuff about it because I support it. But it's not—I love it how it's not just black people doing it. I see white people out there. I see Asians, and it's bring—it is somewhat bringing us together. Uh, rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest in peace to everybody else that's died because of fucking cops, and they don't do shit about it. I'm glad they're actually pressing charges. Uh, I watched his memorial service on uh, the news yesterday. Real great service. Uh, But we need to unite. Uh, I don't care who you are. We need to hold hands and unite together. That's what the government don't want us to do.
0: We are in a time right now in history that we've never been in before. I mean, this this is going to be one for the history books. And Going through what we've just went through, and now this we should be united like the, the they we've been saying throughout this whole covid crap that we're stronger together um I am a white man, but I have a mixed daughter who's mixed with you know half Filipino half white um so the racism that I've experienced has been I saw it because of her, if that makes sense. I mean, we were at Walmart one time uh, and these kids said something. We don't even you know, need to get into that. But that is my extent of racism. So for us as white people, we don't have any damn reference to speak on the plight of black people. We I mean, don't yeah, know. The only
1: thing I can say you guys could there's nothing in america yes the irish were enslaved at one point
0: oh, the yeah, jews
1: man. were too Chinese and all were. that so yeah so it's not just african americans blacks uh biracial people who were enslaved but that's mainly what happened in america anywhere else they they're not as divided as we are i I'll say uh, hey i'm black or whatever they are look at me and say yeah so what I'm, I'm human just as you are. Yeah. Like, that's what the race is. The human race. Like, we all got divided uh, into all separate races, uh, wealth class, religion, uh, and all that. That is what started to divide us. And I don't know what it's going to take to realize that we're all the same. Just because we're different color, uh, or whatever, we have have we're just the same as uh me and you, me and uh, my cousin Michael, or someone like that. I don't have a cousin named Michael, but that's just the
0: number uh, <laughs> name I just came up. With. I know. I was like, wow, that was good, right off the cuff. That yeah, <laughs> it, it is, man. It, and I thank you for even bringing that up, man. Like it when it comes down to it long story short we are like he said molecularly we're all the same all right well hey austin man i appreciate you sitting down with me look good luck on the move uh i'm gonna connect with you when you're in south carolina as well and i feel like we need to do another one uh once we go back live and just see how you're doing down there in the open mic scene and uh, who knows maybe you can connect us with some comedians down there in south carolina um again thank you brother uh you have a safe move this has been austin dellers uh i guess i should let you say something right
1: yeah thank you all for listening uh continue listening to all of tony's uh podcast uh he's
0: a great guy and uh he's been there for me ever since i started